Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. I'm speaking to a subject I've never spoken to before in the sense of talking about masternodes. It's certainly not something that I am privy to, but my guest, Jonathan DeCarto, I think I've pronounced that correctly. He's the co-founder of INDX, and he's all about the masternode sector. So thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. No worries at all, mate. Look, Jonathan, my first question is pretty simple. Let me know a little bit about your past. Obviously, I know you've exited some businesses. I know you've had some success in the past. Do you want to just sort of bring us up to what you've done until you started INDX and what exactly brought you into the crypto and blockchain base and society, I suppose? Yeah, sure. Well, I graduated from the University of Nottingham with a degree in artificial intelligence and psychology uh, back in uh, 98, so quite early in, 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 wow. in that kind of field. Um, and spent my whole kind of adult career really in London building up businesses to SMEs and then making a, an exit before you know looking around for the next opportunity. My most notable success um, was a portfolio management company called Switch, which we built to the 60th fastest growing company in the UK, um, and that really equipped me I think with the um, the skill set to deal with regulation, to deal with fast growing companies, um, kind of leading edge tech. Um, and that kind of led me on, I think, into the kind of realm of tech companies and fintech companies. I started one of the first property crowdfunding businesses, um, which we, um, we successfully exited. And um, do you know what? It was actually New Year's Eve in uh, 2012, so quite early, when a friend of mine sat me down in this beautiful pub in, in the Cotswolds, which is this kind of really kind of oh, it's a know, nice spot. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's a beautiful kind of shire kind of place. And um, they, they sat me down and explained the whole mechanics, really, behind the Austrian physics and cryptology and the whole kind of egalitarian philosophy behind Bitcoin and mining. And I remember waking up that next morning and was just absolutely hooked. And um, it took me a while before I saw a business to kind of enter that. Um, but I've always kind of had crypto in my mind ever since then. And did you invest back then or was it more about looking and uh, I guess understanding what potential or trying to understand what potential the technology could bring? Yeah. Well, I think in those early days when really Bitcoin was the main proponent, I think most of us took, who were aware of it and were able to, took a little bit of exposure to Bitcoin. Um, and, and as I'm sure a lot of your listeners will be kind of familiar with, you know, Bitcoin kept popping up in the, in the, the main press you know, kind of price hikes or the Mount Gox crash. Um, and so it, would, it was reminded to me on a regular basis. And then as I kind of revisit the subject, it was clear that it was really starting to expand out and um, it was attracting a lot of talent and it was moving in a way that no one had really predicted. Um, so it was about three years ago that I really decided that this was going to be the main focus for me. Okay, cool. And I mean, it's quite interesting because, uh, you know, from an entrepreneurial background, which you are, um, and building businesses, you decided that you saw a gap, obviously, because why would you start a business if you don't see a gap in the market, um, in the masternode area. Now, what was it that attracted you? I want to hear why you were attracted to this and what really built into what INDX is. Yeah. Well, if you kind of go back into 2017, my, my business partner and I were very active traders. And we were participating in um, ICOs. The market was obviously very buoyant and you know, everyone was making really good money. And um, I think we started to become quite fatigued 
by the, the volatile nature, the always-on nature of crypto, you know, fumbling at three o'clock in the morning for our mobile phones to check our portfolio accounts. And um, we started to feel that that must be an endemic issue for a lot of trades in crypto. And, and we wondered if there were more kind of passive ways to take some profit from crypto. So we started searching around for these kind of, you know, what we thought might be kind of yielding assets. And um, it wasn't long before we, we kind of stumbled across proof of stake and things like masternodes, which were really early back then, but staking, DPoS, which was just kind of being talked about at a very kind of early stage. And, you know, we, we were talking lots about that, trying to kind of predict how the crypto economy was going to coalesce. And we thought the proof of stake was where the market was going to go because it's greener and faster and has the same level of security. And we particularly liked the idea of masternodes. So we thought, you know, right, let's kind of dig into the detail of these and just try to start our own ones up. Yep. And we immediately hit three problems, you know, that they are technical to set up. They require a little bit of computational analysis to work out the best one to you know, stake your, your uh, investment behind. And if you wanted to take a diversified approach and spread your bets, then that would be quite expensive because the stakes could be quite high. You know, at the time, a dash masternode was over 100 grand pounds. So we, um, so we decided at that point that it, because the market was gonna grow and that this problem would become more pronounced, that we could start a business that resolved those problems. So. About two years ago, we raised just shy of a million dollars and we built out a team of just shy of 36 people uh, of DevOps and SecOps and traders, portfolio structurers and analysts, a whole raft of regulatory lawyers and really index now the token sale, which went on sale July the 1st, so two days ago, is, is what we think is the elegant product aspect of all that hard work. Okay. So it's about, it's basically a, a masternode fund of sorts, right? Where you can invest in a collective uh, pool of different nodes using the capital that you've got. So everyone has exposure to more than just staking on one, for example. And they, they also can maybe get into it where if they didn't have larger sums of money, uh, which traditionally you've, you've needed for a good node, um, they just couldn't have access at all. Is that the sort of idea is offering nodes to uh, a diversified portfolio of masternodes to a more diverse public. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've essentially got, got the business model there. So at a very simple level, um, an investor buys index to receive a quarterly dividend sent directly into their uh, Ethereum wallet of 50% of the net profits that we generate from the portfolio. They hold the index token because we reinvest the other 50% of the net profits back into the portfolio. So the index token price should see this kind so of incremental increase on, on exchanges. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the, that's just allows them to trade the token on, okay. on exchanges like right. any, other, any other token. Exactly, exactly. And that's really the, the final point is that, you know, when you want to cash in on that liquidity, you can do it instantly on an exchange. Yeah. So, so really what the index token is, is this really nifty, elegant liquidity instrument that gives you exposure to this masternode asset class um, without having to do anything apart from own the index token. But underlying the token, there are three pieces of prop proprietary technology that we've built. Mm -hmm. So the first one is an algorithm which scans the market to determine an optimum portfolio of masternodes that we should hold. And it looks at things like volatility, liquidity and volume and 
the maturity of the project and the cost to benefit ratio of hosting it, all those kind of issues. And it basically comes up with an outperformance basket. The second PropTech is a platform that we built in-house, which allows us to spin up and host all those master nodes because they can get quite technical. You may need a working knowledge of Linux. You have to uh, update the wallets, otherwise your rewards get forked. Um, and what the, tech, what the platform allows us to do is say, we want a thousand, say, dash master nodes. We click that on a screen and it will automatically spin them up, spin up the wallets, put security around that. So it's, it's a really kind of bleeding edge tech that we have there. And then the final piece, and I think this really demonstrates our deep thinking in this space is, you know, we are long on master nodes. That's our business model, right? But we are aware that, you know, as everyone is, that the crypto market is subject to these really harsh volatility, right? And essentially we are exposed to that because mm. we have to stake the masternodes. So we've employed um, a hedging strategy which uses something called Keltner bands, which are risk adjusted yeah. volatility bands. Yeah. And essentially what that does is it gives us um, a trigger that the market is in a downturn. And so we short BTC to protect the value of the portfolio. So there's, there's obviously um, basis risk there, but you know that's the best instrument that we have on the market to do that. And it's been protecting the portfolio by between 40 to 60%. So I think the way we see it is when you put all three of those pieces of technology together, index is, is well hedged and protected in a downturn. But when the market swings upward, we capture all that profit. It makes sense. And look, I apologize for calling it INDX. It's index. My bad. Um, so you answered yeah, one of my sure. next questions, which is how you manage the risk already. So I can skip straight past that. The next question I've got is, is really around the capital lockup. Uh, if you're going to be a fund and you are, um, how long is a capital lockup? Because obviously, you know, there's the worst thing about managing a fund is people. Okay. Um, sorry. That's the fact. You know, the worst thing about managing a portfolio is managing the people that are coming in and out and trying to make them happy. It's much easier to have a lockup period going, look, let me do my job. Let me get on with it. And I'll call you if we hit below this level, which is, you know, the, uh, the parachute point where everyone gets their option to exit or just let me get on with it. However you structure that fund. That's, that's a really important part of allowing traders or any fund manager of any type to be able to perform at their best. Now, how long is the lockup period through this STO? So we have various regulatory constraints on us. Okay. Yeah. So we're one of the first regulatory compliant tokens that pays out a dividend to, to hit the market. Now, with, with, in terms of the lockup of how long people have to hold the token, there is a 12 month okay. lockup for US investors only. Okay. Um, for, for, for everyday other investors, we imagine that uh, we'll be closing the STO in Q3. We'll be deploying the fund immediately and we're paying our dividend in Q4. And that's also when we anticipate uh, listing on exchanges, which we're talking to all the, the major regulated ones at the moment. Um, at that point, if people want to have a liquidity event and to sell their token on exchanges, then they are free to do that. Right. But you imagine the people that are going to be investing in your STO will be also looking for the investment, which is the, the passive income through masternode based against a relatively well-managed um, and hedged portfolio, right? That's the game? Exactly, that's it, yeah. So we've been running a, a trial portfolio in-house for the best part of almost a year now, um, which has kind of given us some really good kind of back-testing data and, and learnings. Mm. 
Um, now we are forecasting um, a 44% yield from the, the master nodes in our portfolio. So, wow. you know, we take off a, a, a small operational cost. Obviously, we're, we're not just a fund, but we're a fintech business that has yeah. to run a considerable infrastructure. Um, but from those profits, we then distribute 50% back to the investor and 50% reinvested into the portfolio. So it's, it, it kind of gives a really good ROI over, over a kind of course of a year to 18 months for sure. And is that 44% also including the potential upside of a, a crypto boom or is that just the yield? That's just the yield, yeah, because you know, what, what we can do really reliably is we can predict the profits and the rewards that we get from the masternodes, mm. right? They're, it's a really reliable figure that we can have forward forecasting on. Obviously, what we can't do is predict how the market's going to act in the next you know, kind of quarters and years to come. Yeah, like I understand that you're right place at the right time. Now, you, you mentioned for two years you've been working on this project. Have you moved in and out of what options for raising capital that you've had because the SEO didn't, it wasn't even a thing uh, like, you know, two years ago um, or has it just been building until a point for which you were ready to look to raise and the best, most regulated, most structured product that you could find at the time was the STO. Cause obviously you need to be, if you're going to do something properly in this space and you are going to manage somebody's money and take their wealth and it's, it, you'd be mad not to have something in a regulated environment. Now, whether that be uh, local legislation on a, on a certain rules, as long as it's done properly, it needs to be, so as long as it's done in a safe, sound, secure way, um, it, it does make sense. So is that why the STO stood out to you? Would you ever do an ICO for something like this? Yeah. I mean, I, from the get go, when we designed this business, um, we want to pay a dividend, right? So from the absolute, absolute right. genesis block of the business, right? This is a security. And, and you are totally right. At the time, the term STO just didn't exist, right? It just, it just wasn't really there. It was, it was a kind of very kind of nascent industry. So we decided that we would have to kind of leave that pack. Um, and so we worked very hard on, first of all, on token issuance. So our token allows us to track a dynamic register of the cap table, Make sure, make sure that qualified investors or self-accredited investors um, participate. We talk to every single regulator that you would imagine, you know, Malta, Gibraltar, Liechtenstein, the BBI, Channel Islands, Singapore. Um, and it was actually SEMA in the, um, the territory of the Cayman Islands who really wanted to understand what we were doing. And they gave us prior approval to tokenize the fund, to invest in alternative asset class of crypto, remove any minimums so it could be traded on exchanges, um, and uh, we're really pleased and proud that we're able to, to kind of solve that regulatory hurdle because it was by far the biggest one. So what we have at the end of that is um, a, a token which is entirely regulatory compliant, um, which allows us to fundraise in multiple jurisdictions. There are exceptions. Japan is very difficult to sell uh, private placement crypto investments to. There's obviously sanction lists that we can't go to. Um, but the most, you know, kind of wealthy countries that we wanted to participate can participate. So, um, you know, the likes of China and America and Europe, uh, see Australia, where, where we have taken in investment. And it, it's interesting what you're saying about the, um, the type of investor coming in, because, you know, having had two years of learnings for this, what we can tell you is that institutional investors are super interested, mm. but it's just a little bit too early for them yeah. to come on board. Right. Those asset managers need to have comfort around custody. They need to have comfort around the security, you know, the actual, the technical security around the, the funds. And more importantly, they want to see some trading figures that give them that, that kind of comfort level. 
family offices are starting to come in. So we're talking to uh, about seven of those who who've kind of indicated an interest to come in because they've seen other family offices do very well out of crypto and they want to gain yeah. that exposure. Right. But really the sweet spot for us are those high net worths who've taken exposure to crypto, who've done well. Perhaps those have taken exposure to mining and have done very well. And they understand that we're basically the next generation of crypto mining. Mm. And um, it, that audience has, has really been the... Um, the bedrock of investment for index. And, and I think what the way this will pan out is once we launch the fund, um, generate those returns that we, we feel very confident we'll be able to produce, um, we'll, we'll go back out to market in six yeah. months time. And we'll be knocking on the doors of the, of the Fidelity and yeah. the family offices, and the, the big investment firms, because then that that'll be the time for the inflow of capital to come into a project like ours. Well, it's like with any fund though, really, isn't it? You've got to get started. You start where you can start. You get your results. And if you're managing over, you know, if you're managing over a $10 million account in my world uh, for three years, then you get the access to raising a $50 million stake from some of the bigger institutions. Once you've done that for long enough, you get the hundreds of millions of dollars. And it, it does snowball. That, that's the way the hedge fund or fund business and industry works, whether you're running masternodes, investing in gold mining companies or trading foreign exchange. It, it's the same. It's the same. Exactly. Uh, it's the same pot. You're just putting different stuff in it, really, aren't you? I mean, that's just the way the world works. So how's it all going exactly. at the moment on the raise? Very well. So the STO launched at 9am British summertime in London on Monday. So that's uh, two, day, two days ago. So we've now raised $450,000, uh, which kind of puts us at a third of uh, soft cap. We have a registered investment community of over... 20,000 investors. So we're kind of bringing them in, in tranches yep. to take their investment because this is an ICO, you know, this is STO. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. about kind of bringing them in, getting them accredited, getting them, um, uh, allowing them to have a pass to invest. Um, and we've got a couple of um, funds who've seen the, um, the momentum that we've had um, that are now kind of knocking on the door and saying they would like to kind of uh, push us, push us through. So we're, we're feeling very bullish that we'll hit hard cap and, get into the good bit of deploying funds. Get to getting on with it, Jonathan, I think they say. Mate, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you about a subject that I, I'm not really familiar with. I mean, I'm, I'm a trader, right? So that's what I do. I read markets, I trade markets, but I have looked into masternodes, very, very small amount. It makes sense to me as a dividend type play, like an REIT type thing. You can't predict what property prices are going to do, but you can still get the yield from investing in a unit block in New York or wherever it may be, right? And the diversification across different, um, you know, different uh, areas and different countries is what REITs do quite well. So I see it as a very sort of similar fit, but in a much more a higher yielding potential uh, asset class in a, an emerging market. So I wish you all the best going forward. Where can the viewers and listeners find out more about this project? Sure. Thank you, first of all, for having me on the show. It's been really, really wonderful. Um, and for your listeners, if there's uh, kind of any interest in Masternodes and Index, simply go to www.imdx.capital and everything will be there on the homepage. Jonathan, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Good luck going forward. Enjoy the summer out there in wonderful London and we'll speak down the track when you're deployed. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, have a fantastic day. I'll speak to you again very soon. Bye for now.